say the game is getting old Monday morning and your coffee's cold Life is not what you Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh, we have... You know what, we're going to make it habitual. That's what we got for sure. We got a habitual show today. Uh, the book today that we're talking about is called Habits for Miracles. Uh, is the name of the book. Uh, it is uh, Design Your Life Your Own Way by Raul Khan uh, Sharma. Uh, it, it's absolutely fabulous, fun, fast read, practical, uh, and and it just makes sense for all of us, regardless of what we're doing. The fact of the matter is, and Raul and I were talking about this where we got on the show, and I say this often, uh, you know, we, we we've created habits, sometimes unknowingly, We've created habits. And it's isn't that funny that we create them unknowingly? And oftentimes, if we want to replace a habit or if we want to create a new habit, we have to be extraordinarily intentional and we have to be disciplined up front. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, and, and Raul and I were talking about this before the show started. It's only discipline until it becomes a habit. Because once it becomes a habit, you don't need the discipline anymore because it's a habit. Right? And, and, and it could be anything in your life, but sometimes those things that we don't, and, and Raul is going to talk about exercise and, you know, some of you, you know, we're, we're coming up to Thanksgiving, right? Some of you, you know, you know, putting down the fork is not going to exactly be an easy thing to do tomorrow. Okay. That's, that's really the truth. And getting some exercise is not an easy thing to do tomorrow, but okay. Okay. Let's, so we celebrate tomorrow, but you know what? You can start Friday. That's going to require discipline up front, but you know, when you change your mindset, and Raul's going to talk about mindset because that's the M, um, it's going to be really fun and awesome. So before we get to him, let's do what we do every week, right? Uh, walk you through the four areas of your life. Uh, for those of you uh, who are watching us on DBTV or uh, listening to us on radio all across the country and or podcast, however you're listening to us, if you joined us before, you know that what we do is I walk you through the four areas of your life, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual areas. Because the truth of the matter is we have to have all four of those areas moving in concert with each other because when we do, we're just a whole, more whole and healthy person. And <clears throat> the truth of the matter is um, these, and I got to watch that phrase too. Gotta, I got to have it. See, I have a habit of saying the truth of the matter is, so I'm going to stop that today. Um, we have to be able to physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually uh, grow because if we're not growing, we're dying. We never stay static. Sadly. So here's how it works. We you evaluate yourself on a scale of one to ten. One being this area of my life is ugh. Ten being this area of my life is outstanding. Five being average. So example physical. If you were to evaluate yourself and getting enough exercise, eating right, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep on a scale of one to ten, five being average, what would you give yourself? Now hold on. Don't worry about what that number is. Because let's say your number is a two or a three. That's okay. That's our starting point. That's where we start from and we build from there. Okay? So I don't want you to be, I don't want you to feel shame or embarrassment. And you go, well, Jay, I'm only a two. It's okay. Well, let's just get to a 2.5. Uh, Raul will talk about, at some point, he probably mentioned something about not focusing on the outcomes. Like when he was playing cricket, he was focused on the outcomes rather than the performance. Right? Just, just, just perform better. Just you get better. Don't worry about what the outcome is. You just perform better. And this is the same thing is true. If you're a two, don't worry about getting to a 10. Just worry about, just just do a little better today. That's all you could do. All right, that's your first number. Second number is the mental intellectual number. <clears throat> and you know how I feel about that because I'm a learner. 
And so that's where I read a book a week for the show. And and by the way, he's going to talk about, by the way, the R in miracles. Read, uh, by the way, is the R in miracles. And here's the thing. Um, our intellectual growth requires a commitment to being an active participant. You cannot sit on the couch and just think that magically somehow you're going to grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding of what you do in life and how you do your work or your relationships. Anyway, it doesn't magically happen. You have to be an active participant. Reading is a great way to stimulate your intellectual and mental growth. But there are other things too. Learn another language. That's a great way to stimulate your growth. Learn a new instrument, whatever it may be, something that is actually causing you to grow and learn. Because when you get in the habit of learning, learning, learning is a snowball. You keep learning. All right. So on a scale of one to 10, how would you evaluate your mental intellectual growth? Okay. Two numbers. Third number is the emotional. And the truth of the matter is we're emotional beings. And uh, there's two ways to look at that. And this is how we evaluate. First is emotionally, how well are you able to uh, control your emotion under stress and pressure? That's the first one. The second one is how well are you truly able to tap into and understand the emotions of another human being? Now, this requires two things, and, and it requires one thing, and Raul was going to talk about it, and that's the L in miracles listening. Because the first part is how well are you able to control your emotions under stress and pressure is being able to listen to yourself and evaluate yourself emotionally. But then the second part is tapping into the emotions of other people and truly understanding them is being able to truly listen to others. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing there? And then finally, the fourth area is the spiritual area. And the truth is we're all spiritual people. Uh, we all live by faith. Uh, we we push the button on our car, we turn the key, and we believe it's going to start. We sip the cup of coffee, believing it's not poisonous. We uh, walk across the crosswalk when it says walk, believing that the cars are not going to hit us. We, we we live by faith. But you know what the truth of the matter is? We want to connect with something outside of ourselves. And, you know, uh, oftentimes uh, we don't do that because we don't sit in the final S of miracles, which is silence. Because it's silence where we actually connect, right? Whether that's you connect with God, whether in nature or meditation or whatever it is, the question becomes spiritually, what brings you back to centeredness in the midst of your chaos? What brings you back to joy in the midst of times when you don't feel so joyful? That's the spiritual element. So these four areas are like the air in the tires of your car. All right. So you got to think of it this way. If one of the air, if one if one of your tires is really low in air, right? What happens? The car veers and moves, right? It's hard to steer, it's hard to drive. If all four tires are low, what happens? Well, over time you can ruin the car, right? Well, so speaking of someone who's got his tires all to the right height, his name is Raul Karan Sharma. He's uh, a distinguished author. Uh, he's mesmerizing public speaker, life-changing coach. He's captivated hearts and minds worldwide with his zeal for personal growth and self-improvement. Uh, his life purpose is to empower others to unleash their boundless potential and foster positive transformations in their lives. He is originally from, and correct me if I got this right, is it Eugene, India? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was also yeah. involved in the National Cadet Corps and uh, Cricket, Cricket Academy, uh, which, by the way, if you've never watched Cricket, it can last for days, but it's pretty awesome. 
Uh, Raul uh, has his MBA in Human Resources from Pune University and a master's degree in Organizational Development from Bowling Green. He currently resides in Ashburn, Virginia, and he shares his life with his lovely wife and two children. He delights in spending quality time with his family and loved ones and exploring the intricacies of his mind with a game of Sudoku every now and then. And he loves to swim as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome for the first time, uh, Raul Karan Sharma. Raul, welcome to A New Direction. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Koje, for having me here. I'm very excited and I'm uh, also excited for the work that you have been doing for the community. Uh, the, the, the amount of effort that you have taken uh, to, to, to be prepared for the show it is amazing. And I always believe that preparation is the key. Mm. Uh, most of the times we don't uh, get what we want because we are not fully prepared. And then you are a testament of that. Uh, you took time to read the book. You took time to research uh, your guests. So that is simply amazing. So uh, it's my privilege to be here today. Well, well, thank you. I'm, I'm grateful to have you here as well. Uh, the book, Habits for Miracles, Design Your Life Your Way. I really enjoyed reading this book. It's a great read, and I told you, you know, what people don't understand is that uh, what what uh, Raul does here is he takes uh, the word miracles and he creates an acronym, and then uh, and so M is for we're going to talk about it. M is for mind talk, I is for ideation. We're going to, we're going to go through all of them. What's really cool about this book uh, that I really enjoyed, Raul, and for everybody out there, is that he's got action steps for each one of these things, how to create the habit. And it's really, really neat uh, how he's done that at the end of each chapter. And also, um, I, I do want to bring up that uh, he's got, and it's, by the way, habit, Habits for Miracles, if you're listening to us, it's it's Habits with the number four, Miracles. And you could find him, uh, he's got a Facebook page there that you could connect with in the book. Um, he's also got uh, QR codes that you could connect up with as well. Uh, let's, so let's let's jump right in here into the prelude of habits. Uh, one of the things you say, it always seems easier to do what we don't need to do than to do what is necessary. And I kind of alluded to the fact that oftentimes our bad habits are not with, are, don't take much effort, but it does take effort to create a good habit. Why do you think that's such? Why do you think that's so? Uh, I believe that is because uh, half of the battle we are able to win because of our mind. Mm. And there is always two thoughts that always goes in, goes in our mind. And your mind is very, very supernatural individual, if I have to uh, make it uh, that person. They know what makes you happy. Mm. Mind knows that that sweet dish after your meal makes you happy. So it will, it will uh, drive you to have that. Mm. Whereas... If you are uh, conscious about your weight or about your lifestyle, you may want to watch, uh, you know, having that sweet after your meal. So I always believe that the things that that we want in our life that we have never done, then we need to do those things that we want in our life. Mm. Uh, So if you want to uh, get uh, peace, you may not have been involved into any meditation. You have not been involved into any uh, silence, as I mentioned in my book. So those are things are difficult. Mm. Those things are challenging because if it would be so easy, then the Forbes research will not have the percentage <laughs> of only 8% of global population is converting their dreams into reality. There are 92% 
people who could not do it. Right. And that is all because of our mind. Yeah. Is it is it not interesting? It's about the same percentage of people who actually achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. So it's it's between that 90 and 96 percent of people never achieve their goals. So the goals that they write down, they never do it. Only about four percent of people actually do it. And it seems pretty it seems pretty true on the other side of being able to achieve. And I always find that interesting that uh, we we continue to goal set and we're not it's not working and it's because we're not doing it right. And mm-hmm. um, and 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 this is the same thing when we try to create the habits. We're not creating the habits because we're not doing them in the right way. So let's let's start on helping people create these habits for miracles. It starts in chapter one, uh, which is entitled Untying the Knot M Mind Talk. When you talk about mind talk, what are you telling people in order to create a habit? Why what is mind talk and how do we go about doing it? Sure. So as I said earlier about uh, mind is a very uh, important uh, piece for us as, as our body as well as in our uh, lifestyle. Most of the battles are won if we are focusing on our mind, which is the mindset, the positivity within our mind. And what mind talk does, mind talk is basically talking about our own self to ourselves. Mm. And what it does is when we are having positive thoughts in our mind, it keeps our brain happy for six more hours. And when our brain is happy, we are taking positive actions. We are taking positive results in, in our life. So I do believe that bringing that positivity in your mind is so very important that will really change your trajectory of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's where I say that first mind talk Talk positive to yourself. Make it a, a, a habit to build positivity within you. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, and, and I, I, I so agree with you, and I'm so glad you started this way, because how we talk to ourselves is really, really important, extraordinarily important, because uh, sometimes we will say things about ourselves that are so negative, we would never say them to our best friend. Never say those things to a best friend. But we'll say negative things about ourselves. And I have often told clients, right, treat yourself as your own best friend. And that mm-hmm. leads into something that you talk about. Jason Moser, who is a professional, a professor of psychology at Michigan State University, recommends that you talk to yourself in the third person. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you make a big deal about this because... It, well, explain why it's so important to talk to yourself in the third person and not just use I or me. Sure, sure. So one critical thing is it distinguish our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions when we talk to ourselves in third person. When we talk to ourselves in first person, we come like a victim and we are too much into those thoughts and emotions. We need to detach ourselves. Mind talk is not for you to uh, be sad or be pessimistic. Mind talk is for you to uplift your own uh, you know, energy level. And that's where it is so important for us to talk in third person uh, using our name. Uh, and I personally do two times uh, mind talk fun when I get up in the morning and when I'm going to bed. Uh, when I'm going to bed, it is staying in my subconscious mind uh, for a longer period. And uh, it has really changed things for many people that I know who have read my book, many people in my own uh, inner circle 
they have shared with me how amazing uh, things have happened to them after they started this practice of mind talk. Yeah, yeah, I, I had not given this much thought. So when I started reading the book, and I and this is in the first chapter, I literally would say to myself, "Okay, Jay, you know what? You got this day. Jake, Jay, you've got this day. This is Jay. This is your day. Jay, this is your day to make things happen, right? Jay, this is going to be an awesome day. You know, and and I and it's it's what you, it's what you say is true. When I hear myself saying that name out loud, me, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I am encouraging myself." Mm-hmm. And it's very different than saying, I got this. Because that doesn't mean, but when I hear myself, Jay, you got this. Mm-hmm. Right? It's yep. a it's a it's a big difference. Big difference. Absolutely. Huge, Absolutely. huge difference. Now you talk about uh in this book, uh, Robin Sharma, uh, who is a leadership expert and author. And uh and he talks about uh be successful living. And he mm-hmm. says the first step in successful living in terms of mind talk is to learn how to run your mind like a winner. Winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second step is to understand once and for all that your mind can create magic in your life. So let it happen. Help us understand that a little bit more in detail about run your mind like a winner and then your mind creates magic. Let it. So let it let it do it. Sure. So um once uh, if, if you would have uh, seen this uh, uh, Muhammad Ali. He, he, he spoke once after his fight that I don't lose when I don't get up. I lose when I, I mean, he, he said, I don't lose when I fall down. I lose when I don't get up. Mm-hmm. So for us to train our mind as a winner, it is not about telling us, I want to win, I want to win, I want to win. It, it's not happened. Like, I don't want people to uh, misjudge mind talk about just talking positive to themselves. That is just one aspect. Right. The other aspect is the bigger piece is being committed to take action. Mm. So for us to make our mind as a winner, we need to commit ourselves 100% to take those action that will make us uh, uh, a winner, that will make us a difference in our day-to-day life. Mm. And that winner mindset is comes with being positive. Um, as we know that today the world is surrounded with so much of negativity. Uh, our mind here close to 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts. And the unfortunate part is 90% of them are negative. Mm. So how we can stay positive with those all the negativity going around us. And the, it's, it's always start with our mind because whatever we want to do, the first thing happens in our mind. The first thing occurs in our mind, and then it it comes in your words, and then you say it. And uh, it occurs in our mind, occurs into positive thoughts, positive mindset leads to positive action. And that's something I call in my book as circle of happiness, uh, which is a a very holistic approach to lead a very happy and and, uh, healthier lifestyle. Yeah. I just... I, I think if people can wrap their mind, and you said it so accurately, it's not enough to just encourage yourself, but then do something about it, mm-hmm. right? It's it's the it's the old uh, biblical adage of you know faith without works is dead, right? You could tell me you have all sorts of faith, but if it doesn't show up in what you do, how much faith do you really have, 
right? So by the same token, you can you can talk to yourself positively all you want, but then it, you've got to take it out into the streets and make that happen as an action. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. Th- that's that's when change happens, right? Mm-hmm. That because you can't sit in your house and think positively. You have to go out and experience some things and say, I am still going to maintain positivity regardless of what comes at me and make that Absolutely. choice. Yeah. And Absolutely. That, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think when we step out, uh, we also get to know the world around us. Mm. We also get to know the perspective of others. Mm. Uh, sometimes we live in illusion. Mm. We, we, we think that, okay, man, we are too good, too great. The moment we step out, we meet five other people and then we realize our own worth that, hey, man, this person is better than me. And it is okay if there are people better than you. Uh, that's You don't need to get afraid of. It is fine. Be, you being part of their inner circle, learn from them and see how you can uplift your own uh, you know, energy and, and uplift your own game. Mm. So stepping out of our comfort zone is another key factor, I feel, why people are unable to convert their dreams into reality because they're not willing to do what does what it takes and for any one of us who are successful they have gone out of their comfort zone Mm. they have stepped out of their own uh, zone and and tried to do something that they have never done before Uh, so it's so very important to step out and, and take action so agree his name is raul uh karan sharma his uh, book habits for miracles design your life your way uh, you're listening to him here on a new direction hey folks uh epic physical therapy one of the sponsors here of uh, a new direction you know what i'll tell you something they work with people like you and me they work with uh, people who've been out of surgery they work with professional athletes and athletes of all sorts they design a custom treatment program that's specifically designed for you. It's not therapy in a box. Uh, look, when you're ready for your epic relief, epic recovery, epic uh, results, just go to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft Team Realtors. Uh, for nearly 39 years, uh, they've been helping people all over the world transition in life. And you go, whoa. I thought they were real estate people. They are. But think about it. Every place you've ever lived has been a transition in life. They know how to reduce the stress in that part of your transition when it comes to selling your home or buying your next home. Um, they've helped thousands of people do it. Um, they can help you, and they would love to help you. You want to, you want to learn more? You want to learn where the best agent is in your area? Just go to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. You'll be so glad that you did. And we're back here on A New Direction with Raul. Uh Karan Sharma, uh, Habits for Miracles, uh, Design Your Life Your Way. Uh, we're just getting started. We just got, we just kind of gave a brief overview of chapter one. We're going to jump into chapter two. Uh, chapter one, by the way, it's an acronym. Uh, it's Miracles, M-I-R-A-C-L-E-S. And so we just did M. The M was for Mind Talk. And then we're going to move to chapter two, which is I, which is Igniting the Inner Eye in Ideation. Uh, talk to us about ideation. I think people may get a little confused of this. Help us understand that, Raul. Sure. So, uh, ideation is all about talking to your mind about different ideas that you can get to do a certain thing. It's a 
I would say as a mind map exercise mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you think about all the different options. Most of the times what happens, Koje, is when we are thinking about ideas, we only think about ideas that can be executed. Mm-hmm. I learned from uh, from one of the one of the organization, IDO is a California-based organization. They talk about something called wild ideas. So whenever the the team of IDO is is having a brainstorming session, they encourage people to have wild ideas. Mm-hmm. Now, wild ideas are nothing but you don't know how it will get executed, but it is an idea. Right. So we, for us to design our life, our way, we need to do that mind mapping exercise. We need to come up with different uh, ideation uh, way to make things happen. Mm. And you, you can do it on your on your own, or it would be better if you do with a coach or a mentor who will give you a direction, who will guide you throughout the process. Because sometimes you may get lost uh, and you may not get much out of it. So I would encourage you to work with a mentor or coach in this ideation process who will help you in designing your life your way. Yeah, so ideation is such a great word because it involves creativity and innovation. And it's it's really, it's kind of combining those two things together, creativity and innovation. And I have found it interesting. I interviewed an author who, by the name of Nir Bashan, uh, who wrote an outstanding book called The Creator Mindset. And he said something in the book, and you say something very similar to him in this aspect. There is no problem that creativity cannot solve. And if and, and, and I think the thing that struck me as I was reading this chapter was that if we if we can if we can really develop our creativity and innovation, our ideation, then we can solve a lot of problems for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think what happens is when we get Oftentimes, when people get mind stuck, you know this. You, you coach people. You've you've been around people. People get stuck in their mind, and when they get stuck, they can't be creative and innovate. Absolutely. Right, and that becomes problem because then they stay stuck. Right. I mean, isn't that your experience? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think I was just gonna say the problem that creativity can solve. The only one problem creativity cannot solve is the problem of your own mind. Right. Right, right, <laughs> because right, 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 right. if you don't share things, if you don't talk about it, you may just be clueless. Mm. And creativity is something you may not be creative. Okay, I'm not saying that everyone is creative. Sure. But person you will talk to could be a creative. And that person could be your five-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old. Does not have to be an Einstein. Uh, but the only request is talk about it. Mm. Talk to people about your problems. You may not be seeing a solution, but others can see from a different perspective. Mm. And why you are not seeing a solution? Because as Coach Jay said, your mind is stuck. Mm-hmm. You, it is uh, sometimes, you know, you must be seeing that if you're going to, um, you know, your kitchen cabinet and your wife or your uh, you know, uh, spouse ask you to get something from the uh, store, you cannot see it. Because you are already told your mind that it is not there, but at the end it is just lying right there, whether it is a salt or a pepper or a sugar. The reason why we don't see it because we have completely blocked our mind from that thought that it is there. 
Yeah. So I, I totally agree. You know, uh, creativity can solve anything in this world. Um, I, I've got somebody who's writing in a question. And they want to ask a question about mindset. Do you mind if I ask you this question? Sure. Because sure. somebody's just chimed in. Uh, Bob, th- by the way, Bob, thanks for writing in. Um, when it comes to changing your mindset, he wants to know, do you do that with affirmations? Is that part of it, mindset, that you do daily affirmations? How do you, how do you feel about that? So changing our mindset, I would advise three things, uh, Bob, to you and then uh, Coach Jay. One would be uh, a practice of gratitude. Hmm. Uh, sometimes we, we, in the race of asking things, in the race of looking for things that we don't have, we forget things that we have. Hmm. So don't don't uh, focus on always things on the, that you want to get. You know, practice gratitude and and be helpful. Number two would be uh, creating a positive mindset. And how you can create a positive mindset is by, you know, reading a uh, journals, positive journal, watching uh, shows like yours, Koje, where you get positivity. And number three is having right people in your inner circle. Mm-hmm. Build your inner circle who is giving you positivity, who is giving you, who is getting the best out of you, mm-hmm. who are not the yes man, who are the yes woman for you who are giving you uh, constructive advice, who are giving you, uh, who are showing you the mirror, who are giving you the guidance. At the same time, they are there to support you in whatever endeavors that you are taking. Mm. So those will be the three things, you know, practicing gratitude, uh, focusing on building the positive mindset. And number three is build a positive inner circle. Be with those people who are there to support you and who can give you direction and probably uh, give you uh, constructive input as well. Um, but, but thank you for that, by the way. And Bob asked a follow-up question, so I thought we should address it because I'm sure people want to know this too. And he wants to know, how much do vision books or vision boards help us with our mindset? Uh, the process of ideation, uh, yeah. I, I, for me, it, it works a lot. Um, the reason it helps is when you see things you are more likely to achieve those things. Mm. So, so when you are mapping out a vision, vision board is absolutely one of the good way to, to, to build that uh, positivity around you and build a positive mindset. Mm. But I would also say that building a mindset is not an overnight job. Building a mindset takes time. Mm. Building a mindset, you need to take consistent action towards it. Mm. It's not a switch on or a switch off mode. So, uh, yes, it is possible, provided you are taking action, and definitely a vision board would be of great help. Yeah, and then you talk about something at the end of this chapter, too, about journaling and the, and the benefits of journaling and how important that is. Um, let's, let's, let's dig into that because, you know, it's a very simple thing that we can all do. A lot of us don't do it. We have to actually create a habit to journal. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, most of us do. Um uh, talk to us, though, about the, you know, the impacts that journal and benefits of journaling can have. So, number one, as we know that though mind is very strong, mind is superpower, unfortunately, it cannot remember everything. It is not It mm-hmm. is not having a, a hard drive that you can store information. So, when you are journaling things, you are sharing your feelings. You're also uh, putting down your thoughts that you can go back and, and refer to. You're also mentioning your, uh, you know, ideas, mm-hmm. and journaling allows you to release your 
inner feelings. Maybe it could be frustration. Maybe mm. it could be excitement. Mm. Uh, because most of the time, when we keep things to ourselves, that sometimes does not go in our favor. So with journaling, you are also expressing things. You are you are becoming lighter when you are journaling things. And when you uh, review those journals over a period of time, you will be able to get a different perspective. My book, Habits for Miracle, is a result of the journal that I wrote for my uh, for one of the assignments that my coach gave me. Uh, and uh, definitely it could uh, be uh, a very good help when we start journaling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, you talk about that, the journaling, and I agree with you on all these things, all these points, by the way. It, it, it impacts your positive impact on your mental health. It can help uncover your stress and anxiety. It can help bring uh, life out of chaos. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to it. So, uh, And I could not agree more. I'm a big gratitude person. I believe that you should start your mornings every day writing down in your journal uh, seven things you're grateful for. If you don't have a journal, I've got these gratitude cards that I've purchased, and I, I write seven things uh, in the gratitude cards of what I'm grateful for each day. Um, and, that, uh, and, and that really does set the tone for you. And it's something I learned years ago. It's a habit that I keep having uh, because it sets my day uh, and gets my day going the right way. So totally agree with that. Uh, chapter three. Uh, so we did, we've got M for mindset, I for ideation. Now we move to R for reading. And I love reading. I love to read. Um, I read a book a week for this show and, and uh, some other books. So I love reading. Uh, and, it's, and chapter three is entitled The Treasure Island of R, Reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about reading. Why is reading so important? I know, I think I know why, but I'd love to have you t- explain from your perspective why reading is so important. Sure. So uh, the way I look at it is uh, we are just one book away to learn something new. Mm. So if you want to learn something new, you know, uh, read a book. And number two, it it allow us to increase our uh, awareness about things that are happening around us. It makes you more knowledgeable it boosts your vocabulary. It also boosts your uh, memory. And and more importantly, it it allow you to stay focused because when you are reading, you are you are focusing on something. And focus is very important aspect when we are designing our life. Uh, so all these things help you in in being a better individual, uh, being a better uh, you know uh, entrepreneur or a student. So. Reading is 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 so so important. Um, and one of the thing is, I would say is I have met few people, Koje, mm-hmm. who are not fond of reading. So it's completely okay if you're not fond of reading. There are ways I have suggested in the book how you can fall in love with reading. Mm-hmm. And one of the way is you know have a, a reading partner, join a reading club, more like of uh, enjoy. Enjoy, um, enjoy reading. Don't read just because you have to read. You need right. to have fun. Right. Um, and also, there are a lot of avenues available today where you can read a book summary before reading a book, mm-hmm. so that it, it can uh, excite you, and then go to a library and get that book. So, yeah, uh, those are some of my thoughts. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. I know we have audio books available. Listen, I've written. You know, my books are in Audible. I get it, and it's awesome. But I just want to encourage you to read because there is a difference between listening to a book and reading a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's so important that you understand the difference. 
when you listen to the book, you you're getting it in through your ear only. But we really learn better with our eyes. We just really do learn better with our eyes. And when we can see the the letters and the page on the pages of the book, when we can do that, we are actually not only just reading the book, we are we are hearing ourselves inside our head read it. So it's basically like having our own audible inside of it. So we're getting really two modalities. And when you hold a book, there is something amazing about that. Because, I mean, listen, I read a lot on Kindle, and it's great. I'm not saying it is. But there really is something special about holding a book and reading it. it there, there really is. And I am. I would just encourage all of you out there, really work on and, and trying to make reading fun and interesting because it will change you. It, 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 I am, I'm telling you, after reading 300 and nearly 350 books in the last five and a half years, I am just telling you that it changes you. There is truth to the statement that says you will be, in five years, the books you read and the people you hang around. And, and, and Raul's already said, you know what? People in your inner circle are going to influence you. Guess what else is going to influence you? The books you read. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, would you agree with that, Raul, with that assessment? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, I think this is a pretty good book to read. <laughs> I think you should read this book uh, as well. I think it's a great book. Um, let's Let's go to chapter four. The easy A, analyzation. Uh, so what do you mean by the easy A, analyzation? What are we talking about here, Raul? Well, well, it's not that easy the way I, I mentioned, <laughs> but uh, uh, I have noticed uh, based on my experience with uh, so many individuals that um, we don't know ourselves very well. Mm. Uh, we want to do many things, but we are not sure what's our why. Mm. What's our strength? Mm. What's uh, the areas of improvement for us? So in, in this chapter, I'm basically uh, requesting uh, the readers to focus on themselves, analyze themselves, mm. uh, do some personality assessment, get to know, do a deeper, uh, you know, uh, self talk to themselves. So a mind talk to know what is their why, what is their purpose, mm. uh, what are they good at? And when they know themselves well, then my request would be for them to play according to their strengths so that, you know, they can come out in flying colors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I I focus on on this chapter is get to know themselves better. Yeah. And again, I think this is one of those things that we don't do a very good job. We don't have very good habits at this. I think we just kind of go about our day and we never think about what we do and who we are and what we really are. And we oftentimes don't want to look at what we've done that may have been hurtful or things that we've said that we wish we wouldn't have said and, and improve it. I mean, I know for me, you know, you know, fortunately I have a wife who is uh, extremely honest with me to say, you know, you need to improve this part. Like, oh, okay. Right. And, and it helps to have that. But I also have to take a deeper dive. And I, I was doing this, uh, literally this morning, I was doing some self-analysis on, you know, you know, on things that like, you know, how, you know, I need to be less selfish. You know, I, I want to work on my own, you know, giving without expectation, you know, be more altruistic. 
Um, try not to be, try not to be just self-serving, uh, removing my ego and my pride, right? The, you know, because I could see where at times it comes up and it creeps up on me, right? And I don't want to be that way, right? And, and, and I, and I recognize in these areas, I got to work on it, right? It's not perfect. You know, I'm trying to get better every day, but I think it's those things that you're talking about that we got to take that deep dive and take a look and be honest with ourselves. Very important. Very important. I mean, that is another mistake I have seen many people doing it. Uh, they are not honest to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really impacts their, uh, you know, the way of life, the way they are doing things at work or in any profession that they are in, or maybe they are if they are entrepreneurs. So I think it's so important for us to be true to ourselves. Mm. I do too. And, and you know, I have brought her name up uh, a number of times, but Dr. Uh, Tasha Yurich did a study and on self-awareness and mm-hmm. most people, 90% of the people think that they're self-aware, but when they did the research, it's like maybe 15% on your best mm-hmm. day, you're self-aware. And so 85% of us walk around typically unaware. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've always found that fascinating because I don't know if it's because we're afraid to look at ourselves deeper or if it's because we just we just are so busy with everything else that we don't take the time to really dig into who we are. What's your thoughts on that? I would say uh, we don't take time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my personal uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Not that uh, we don't want to do it. It's just we don't seem, we don't think that it is important. That mm-hmm. is the unfortunate part. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are more uh, focused on the materialistic aspect of our life rather than focusing on the interior uh, of our own self. Uh, we are focusing on the interiors of the house better than the interiors of our own health, <laughs> our, own, our, our own body. Right. So right. that's what I think. Uh, we don't do a better job. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. His name is Raul uh, Karan Sharma, his, his book. Habits for Miracles, Design Your Life, Your Way. Uh, it's outstanding. Available at bookstores everywhere. If they don't have it, tell them to get it. And by the way, you can pick it up at Amazon. Uh, you're listening to him here on A New Direction. Hey, folks, Epic Physical Therapy, my physical therapist, they should be yours too. Uh, they offer the most advanced top-of-the-line equipment like the Alter-G Anti-Gravity Treadmill, the Normatec Compression Sleeves, my favorite, the Game Ready. Uh, that's just a few. They're trained and certified in the most comprehensive cutting-edge treatments available. Things like blood flow restriction therapy, dry needling, cupping. That's just a few too. Listen, when you're ready for your epic relief, epic recovery, epic results, don't look any further. Go to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. Uh, you're going to be so glad that you did. And then there's Linda Craft Team Realtors. Listen, for for 39 years, going on 39 years, they have been helping people transition to life. But you know, here's the other thing, is they are known as the legends of customer service. And and they just had pie day. They handed out 639 pies yesterday for Thanksgiving, right? Huge pies, you know, apple, pumpkin pies, right? To stay in contact with their customers, to get to see them face-to-face. It's one thing to talk on the phone. It's another thing to see them face-to-face. And the whole team was there uh, interacting. Hugs were shared and smiles were shared across the board. And, you know, it, it just, as I was watching this happen, I kept seeing people say, they've been so great. They've been awesome. They were amazing. And you know what? Their customer service was incredible. And so, folks, you know what? Customer service does mean a lot. 
So when you want to talk to, when you have customer service in the middle of your transition of moving, go to the legends of customer service. Go to Linda Craft Team Realtors. That's lindacraft.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And we're back here on A New Direction uh, with my friend, uh, Raul uh, Kar- uh, Karan Sharma. Uh, I can call you friend, can't I, Raul? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah, we call each other friend. Um, so, and, and we're just kind of walking through this book here as we get into the last segment of the show uh, for the last few minutes. And um, uh, we, we, so we've got, in Miracles, it's an acronym, we got M for Mind Talk, right? I for Ideation. R for reading. We just got the easy A in analyzation, which we found out is not so easy, by the way. <laughs> and so then we move to chapter five. We get to the C, and you, it's entitled The Winding Path to Sea Calmness. Mm-hmm. And you make a point, you, and, and I agree with you. Panic has never improved anything or made it even slightly better. <laughs> That's what you say right on the blocks. Absolutely, absolutely. Very seldom uh, it, it improves things. And panic, not just in the toughest situation, coach, mm-hmm. also in the easiest situation, which is while dealing with your kids, mm-hmm. while dealing with an employee, while being dealing with your friend. Sometimes we do overreact. Uh, that reaction is not required. And then the reason we overreact because we are not able to keep ourselves calm. And uh, while reading this book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I learned from uh, Coach, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Stephen Covey, that there is few seconds difference when we think something and when we speak. Mm. And in that difference, that microseconds difference, things either happen for you or not happen for you. So when you are thinking and when you are speaking, that whatever microsecond difference really defines whether you are in a panic zone or you are in a calm zone. Mm. And I think most of the time we need to believe in the things that has happened with us in the past because the situation that we are dealing is not for the first time. You might have, you must have dealt with those situations in the past. Just think about how you, how the, what was the outcome mm. and focus on being calm. And I know it is easy to say, it is very difficult to focus on being calm when you are in a situation. Um, like I, my son was asking me today that why this person was honking. The, uh, there was no need for them to honk. And that honk is happening because of something is going on in the driver's mind. Mm. You know, maybe say he's frustrated or she's frustrated. I don't know. I didn't saw the driver, but uh, where I'm going at is, uh, focus on being calm because your calmness will give calmness to others and it would make a difference in the overall experience of that interaction that you're doing with that individual. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I, I think I'm going to uh, say it a little different way. I think it's, it's just so that people get clarity. It's not focusing on the outcome. It's focusing on you and your performance mm-hmm. because when you're focused on how this is all going to turn out, that you can't be calm in that because you're worried about how it's going to all turn out. But if you can focus on what you're doing at the moment, your performance in the moment, then what happens is that changes you. And so, um, and, and you tell the story that you were a smoker or no, Mm -hmm. actually, no, no, no. You, you tell the story. It was cricket. You were playing cricket and, 
um, you experienced a lot of anxiety because you were, you, were, you were worried about, oh my gosh, I'm going to let the team down, right? And and you had to stop worrying about the outcome and okay. you had to get calm and right focus on the performance to, to share it. Sure, sure. So, uh, and, and again, as I shared earlier about, you know, uh, taking help from a coach. So here itself, the coach helped me out because I was not able to get an answer. Mm-hmm. And I was focusing on the outcome, I suppose Jay was mentioning. And it was, I was very anxious of uh, facing the uh, fast pitchers, as we call in the baseball here, but out there in, in cricket, it is fast bowlers. And uh, my coach asked me just two questions that, What's going on? And I and I told him that I'm not able to contribute to the team's uh, an outcome or score runs. And uh, and then he said, why you want to do that? But hey, I want to support the team. And then he mentioned to me that you you will support the team more when you are enjoying the game. We are having a, we are playing for fun. We are not just playing to win the game. It is more, I you know, the uh, the experience, the enjoyment throughout the uh, performance is more important. And that's really changed things for me. Well, I would want to say it didn't happen overnight. It took some time, mm-hmm. but then it made me more confident I was coming to bat and uh, I was just playing uh, the natural game rather than focusing on scoring runs or focusing on the outcome. Mm-hmm. So. In a nutshell, I stayed calm and composed rather than reacting to a situation. Uh, I was more calmer. Yeah. And I think I think th- this is I think sometimes people and, and, you know, your son asked the great question. Why was that guy honking? Right. And I think it's because oftentimes people focus on the outcome. I'm trying to get to point B. Right. Rather than being in the moment, I'm in traffic. It's traffic's busy. I'm doing the best I can. Just remain calm. I'll get there when I can get there. Instead, it's I got to get to point B, and so you're you're focused on the outcome of getting there, and so yeah. we have little patience and little ability to calm ourselves. I, I think that's I think you know because and again you're right we don't know what's going on in that person's day we have no idea right. but you know I think oftentimes the reason why we get upset is because we're focused on the outcomes, mm-hmm. not on how we can. Okay and be better how can we enjoy the moment how can we stay in the moment and it, and it gets us outside of that do, do i have that right based on your thought process yes uh, absolutely absolutely okay uh, focus on the journey actually that is what is is important uh, right. be in the moment be in that uh, present situation rather than you know uh, going a couple of steps ahead right chapter six is uh, the law of l listening who are we listening? Who are we should be listening to? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as a leadership coach, I know uh, uh, active listening, listening to others, is is very very important. However, I have given a different twist to mm-hmm. listening. Here is more about self listening. Mm-hmm. And um, as we were talking about uh, analyzation, why people don't invest too much of time in analyzing. Similarly, people don't spend too much of time listening to themselves. Mm. We all have that inner voice. Mm. Maybe you can call it as an intuition. You can, you can call it that sixth sense, whatever you call it. But we have that in every one of us. And um, when we do listen to ourselves, most of the time we get the right answers. Mm. 
that is that has been my experience mm. the only limitation to that is that you need to spend time to listening to your own self mm. being true to yourself being honest and and just talking it out loud Mm. Uh, sometimes when we are in a, a conference room or a, you know in a closed room with someone else we are not being very honest and open but when we are listening to ourselves we need to be honest and open and it can uh, open up a pandora's box uh, for you with loads of questions loads of thoughts so spend time in listening to yourself uh, uh, while doing your exercises or probably while driving mm. or, or maybe while walking but do spend time in listening to your own self. You know, uh, you've probably seen the Japanese symbol or Chinese symbol for listening, right? It's got the the shape of the ear and the heart, right? And and all the different parts in the in the Chinese symbol. And you know the, you know we talk about active listening to others, but we don't actively listen to ourselves. And you get and you give some reasons for that. You you say that you know sometimes it's the environment you grew up in. You know, mm-hmm. it could be the external pressures and and their expectations that could do. It could be a lack of work-life balance. It could be excessive. Uh, I don't have my phone with me, but excessive screen time. Those things distract us from truly listening to ourselves, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 creating a habit of listening. Listening is a habit too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a habit, and. Um, so the environment in which we are growing, uh, I would say, plays a wider role mm. uh, because if you have not seen it happening around you, mm-hmm. then you don't think it exists. Right. <laughs> so it, it does not exist for you. That's why you don't uh, do it. Right. And uh, the moment you see a different perspective that, okay, listening is also important. Mm. Um, most of us, when we are communicating with people, we communicate with a mindset of, responding to them. We are hardly listening when other person is talking. And that is where the problem happens. And I believe that the problem in, in communication is is the communication only. Nothing else. Yeah. The problem in communication is the communication. So uh, I think if we focus on really listening uh, by giving them undivided attention, uh, to whoever you are speaking with, uh, it's very, very important. And specifically, if you're a leader, you're talking to your team member, give them undivided attention. Uh, give them undivided focus so that you they know that you value that discussion. Most of the leaders I have seen that they pretend to be too busy. They will not respond immediately. They will take one day, two day. Even if they're available, they will not respond because they either they want people to do a follow-up with them or if they want that uh, people to know that they are too busy. I don't think you are adding value as a leader. The fact that the your team member has reached out to you is because he or she is not able to solve it. They need your help. You don't want them to uh, ask, want them to follow up multiple times to understand how critical that thing is for them. It, it, it is not the right leadership in, in my opinion. So. Uh, I would ha- always recommend, you know, to, to listen to people, read between the lines, uh, and and listen to our own self. What do we mean? What 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 life we are living, and how we are enjoying our life. This will re- this habit will really make a huge difference if if we inculcate in our life. 
that's awesome. We've done an hour, Raul. Uh, it's gone really, really fast. Um, tell people how they can get a hold of you. Well, uh, people can uh, log into my book website, it's habitsformiraculous.com. Uh, they can uh, find me on my social media handles. Or everything uh, is available on this uh, book website. And when they log into my book website, they can also get a free gift just by mentioning uh, this uh, that they saw us in this episode, which is an accountability workbook. So when they log in, uh, they create, uh, they uh, put in their credentials, and they will be sent an accountability workbook at no charge to them. That's awesome. I will also put that in the write-up to the show too as well. Stay with me, Rollo. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what the show? You know I tell you every week. You're you're in control of three things: your attitude, your effort, and your resiliency. And I know that life can be difficult, and I know that life can be a challenge, but you are always in control of having a positive attitude your excellence, which is found in your effort. And we all get hit and punched in the mouth from time to time, but you choose to get back up again. Take control of those three things because you can. I'll be back next week with another great guest. It's going to be another great show because it's going to be another great book. As I say to you all over, you have made so many choices. You chose us. Thank you. I am grateful that you chose us. Give us a positive view, thumbs up on YouTube or wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. As I say to you all over the world, you know what that is. Ciao. Every direction, things are gonna change. You can find the strength to go a different way. Yeah, the time has come. Your dreams will take you places you have never been before. Find your passion, find your strength.